This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to Strictly Anonymous on the Riotcast Network. Riotcast.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous podcast on Twitter, follow the show at Strict Anonymous, me at Cartoon Therapy. Follow me on Instagram, Cartoon underscore Misadventures. If you haven't subscribed to this show, subscribe. You get the episodes earlier. If you haven't, if you can, write a review for the show, a good review, write a review. If you want to be on the show, this is supposed to be a call and advice show. Most of the time, I'm not giving people my advice, but I like to give advice. Um, but I also just think that regular people are just like fascinating and interesting, and I like to hear people's interesting life stories and it turns out that a lot of people do a lot of interesting sexual things and they call to my show and talk about it so if you have like a secret life or a naughty life or even just an interesting life that has nothing to do with SEX and you want to talk about it or you have a problem and your friends don't feel like listening to you anymore but you still need advice call me I think I give good advice it's unprofessional but it's good um, send me an email at strictly anonymous podcast at gmail.com or go to strictly anonymous podcast.com and click on be on the show uh, today I'm on a guy named Don who wrote in and uh, he's got like a nylon pantyhose stockings fetish. Turns out those things are all different. I didn't know that. <laughs> he clarifies the difference between them. Um, he also calls in and to talk about uh, his interest in sort of like reverse. It's like a reverse trip strip tease thing that he really likes to watch women getting dressed, right? Somebody walks out of the shower and then, you know, the visual of seeing them put one thing on and then the next thing and the next thing, all the way up until like they're putting on their makeup and going out. That All that is like a big turn on for him. He talks about why he thinks he he got wired that way and it makes sense, right? Um, but we get to this at the end and I want to put it in the intro just so people don't miss it is that um, he is really looking to see if there's anybody else out there that is into this kind of sort of reverse striptease thing like as a fetish. He doesn't know that it's necessarily him being a voyeur because it's a little bit different than like voyeuristic tendencies, right? What he's into. We discuss what he's into, but he wants to know if there's other people out there 
that could relate to him that are into it or that know if there's a name because he tries to find porn like this and he just can't really find it. Um, but he gives a shout out to uh, how to get in touch with him at the end. You could also send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com and let me know, like I said, if you uh, want to talk to him about it because you have the same interest or if you know what it means. He's just looking for like a community of people to talk to because he hasn't really found anything uh, or found people like this anywhere. Like there's no porn, there's no people, there's no pictures, you know. <laughs> anyway, so we talk all about his pantyhose, nylon, stockings fetish. We talk about his uh, fetish of like watching women get dressed and get undressed and where he's at right now with all of that kind of stuff. So anyway, uh, and if you want to hear his shout out of where to find him on X hamster because he used to post pictures of his wife. Listen to that at the end. He gives out uh, his, his name and stuff on there. So, uh, or I'll go to the Reddit page. I told him also to go to the Reddit page. Let Reddit, uh, let's talk essay podcast, I think is the Reddit. If you want to talk to people who have been on the show, including this guy, Don, go there and you could chime in and start a conversation. So anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Don. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Hey Don, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. How are you doing today? Hi there. I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. With that accent, should I can I ask you where you are? I mean you're not gonna if you tell me like the country, right? Like that's not gonna out you, right? What what, what kind of accent? No, is no. That? <laughs> I'm from Scotland, so it's a Scottish accent. Oh, okay, cool. So now are you I get a lot of people who who listen to my show because they're into pantyhose, right? Like it seriously is mm-hmm. one of the most common fetishes out there because mm-hmm. I went those are like the most downloaded episodes. Is that am am I correct in saying that's is that how you found my podcast because you were googling for that because you kind of have a nylon fetish, right? That's right. Yeah, I was just um searching for certain things through podcasts mm-hmm. and I just uh, you know and sometimes you get um, when you go into the iTunes one you kind of can scroll along and see other ones that are suggested for you as well so and uh, your one popped up on that part of it and um, I just went through all the the, the, the the ones you had and just kept for the two of the more recent ones you had yeah 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 and uh and, and, and uh, yours, I'm sure, is, yeah, and I'm sure like yours is a little bit different because everybody's uh, like, I mean, I could talk to like 10 guys who cheated on their wives and everyone's story would be different. Same thing uh, with like uh, pantyhose people or people, anyone that's into anything, like every sort of person's story is going to be completely different, right? And like, you, yeah. let me ask you really quick because you use this thing and maybe it's a Scottish thing. I don't know, like a word, like is this, like, do you guys go to high school that's RAF? Like you kept talking about the RAF in all caps. I'm like, what the oh. I thought Royal Air Force. What? Like the American Air Force? Yeah. Oh. So I was in the I was in the British military. 
Oh, oh, okay. So that's what that is. Okay. I guess that if you live in like, Scotland, uh, you would know what that is. Because I'm like thinking like, what is RAF? Is RAF like a, the place where they go to high school? Because like you kept mentioning like that's like certain things went down when you were, you were in the uh, RAF. And I'm like, what does that so, mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. British military. Yeah, that's right. Oh, okay, cool. So anyway, so start with that. Like, I mean, your thing is that you, it's not just like nylon right because like you like to watch someone like literally get dressed with the whole shebang is that like sort of how it is like or how you would explain it yeah that would be right i mean basically that part of it that we were talking about the the royal air force side of it was that i went out with a girl who was in the royal air force and the the wear stockings and suspenders as part of their 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 uniform so i would be sharing a room with her in the morning she'd be going to getting ready for work i was on a a later shift and i would just be basically watching her getting her dressed and uh, you know used to get quite aroused i don't know what it was it quite there's certain other things i was thinking about it the other day what kind of maybe triggered it off maybe when i was younger but well, magazines over here. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, when I grew up, it was only adult porn magazines that you had access to. And anything else was, um, you know, there was no videos, VHS, and certainly no DVDs. So, And one of the magazines used to have like a reverse strip tease as part of its uh, monthly um, uh, portfolio, whatever yeah. mm-hmm. uh, set. And it was basically showing a girl coming out of the shower getting ready, getting dressed. Now, she could be putting on a, a nurse's uniform. She could be putting on a, a ball gown to go to a dance. Do you know what I mean? It was that reverse and everything was put on, you know, because it was photographs. It was yeah. Everything looked like it was put on slowly. So I used to watch this girl I went out with get dressed in the morning and I'd get quite aroused and she noticed it. So it wasn't as if she put a show on for me. She was still getting ready for work, but it was just done at maybe just a half speed. Yeah. You know, so it was just, she'd watch me, she was putting a bra on or putting something on, just kind of seeing the reaction and it turned us, turned me on and then turn, turned her on. And, you know, a few things would happen before she went to work, which was incredible. Mm-hmm. So it's a kind of voyeurism, but with their permission, if you understand. Yeah, of course, of course, right. Because I'm not a fan of peeping Like peeping, right. And is that what always like the voyeuristic thing is about, like sort of watching and someone doesn't know? I think uh, that's what it is. So maybe it's not so, right? Like, I don't know. I I think it definitely makes sense that if like when you were really young, that was like what you got your hands on, right? Like very mm-hmm. early on and you were yeah. like looking through that got you like super horny, like that would make sense, right? That Definitely. that kind Definitely. of scenario would be imprinted in you, right? As like a major turn on. Major, because it would only be one magazine over here in the 70s and the 80s. There was maybe two dozen different types of magazines, but it was only one magazine that would do this reverse strip tease. And if you managed to find one, because I was obviously too young to buy them, yeah, you were relying on finding them or being given them. Yeah. If I found one of that edition, the, that publication, that's what I always went to first. I always looked for it because I just thought it was, I liked that it was um, contrary, if you understand. The what? You know, it was contrary. It wasn't the way it should be. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it was the other way around. And I, thought, I used to think that was amazing. And I quite liked the, the aspect of the, 
of, of somebody getting dressed up and looking good and going out looking good. But they and start off, the whole thing is that they start off, and this is how it was in the magazine. It's like you see somebody totally naked and then they start to get dressed. And the end result, uh, the end of the story is they're all done up and they look super beautiful and they're going someplace, yes. right? And that's how it was in yes. that. I think that's kind of like, I think that's, I could see that. I think that they're like smart that that... Uh, magazine had that you know what i mean it's like an interest like mm-hmm. you say like even now like there's not a lot of porn you could go look at that gives you sort of that same experience right no no you you search for it and you'd search for getting dressed dressed for work right. and quite often it's maybe somebody their wife is getting changed in front of them in the bedroom but they're doing it on the video camera, but without the wife's knowledge, mm-hmm. and and that's again, that's kind of like I feel like I'm intruding. But right. When you you can find the you know like nylon kind of websites, so the girl will come in naked and start getting dressed, putting nylons on, so you can get an aspect of it, mm-hmm. but not to the point where it's bra, panties, um, nylon skirt, blouse shoes, heels, whatever, and, you know, and out and going out the door, the, 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 you know, you can kind of find aspects of it, but it seems to be on a voyeuristic peeping Tom mm-hmm. right. avenue as opposed to me saying, right, I would lo- love to watch you get dressed. Right. Like what you did with your girl. I mean, she kind of knew that you, like she saw it in your eyes and like then would just sort of like indulge you, right? And yes, absolutely. Maybe do it a little me. slower because she knew mm-hmm. that you were into it, right? Uh, yes, absolutely. And she got it. I've been with other girls and I'm married now. Um, she, you know, she just seems to be in a rush every morning going out the door. <laughs> of so, course. <laughs> so it's never, never an aspect, but I have told explained it but nobody ever since that first girl has ever really understood it but you and I, your I, wife i mean listen you're you say you're in your late 40s now right how long right. have you been with your wife for I, since kind of early 30s she's my second wife now we were together since 2005 so this episode is brought to you by sax.com at sax.com it's easy to find your new vibe Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Okay, so now with her, did you, like now I'm assuming like maybe you guys have kids. I don't know. You're with to each other no, for no children, over 10 no years. Children, no. But you like she's running out the door, you you know, whatever. But like in the beginning, right, when things mm-hmm. were like, mm-hmm. you know, a little slower because you're just getting to know each other and stuff like that. Like, did you let her know that you were into it? Was she open to doing it then or did it just not come up? She knew I was into nylon stockings in particular and would dress up and do all of that side of it and we have we've indulged in me taking photographs me putting them online and she would get a kick out of the responses we used to have it on Flickr. now got a, an account on x hamster but they oh, are really? old yeah they are old photos they're maybe a good 10 years old but i've spoken to her about it before and i think she's She's hardly put on any weight, but she's got a body image 
thing going on and think she's too old and mature to be doing this now and whereas I've still got that taste for it and I you know obviously want to do it with her but mm-hmm. is she around your age she's yeah she's two years younger right so, okay so you guys used to put these pictures up and stuff when did the whole nylon thing get like when did it become specific to that because like I know you've been talking about how like the whole thing where you like to watch someone get dressed and that voyeuristic if that's the right word part yeah. of me but like what about when did the whole pantyhose thing start oh young young grew up before sisters they had friends who lived all in the same street and early 70s it was all kind of um, mini skirt short skirts with with tights as we call them over here or or pantyhose or nylons on so they always used to be you'd see them on the washing line you'd see them in the house over the radiator you would see you know they always were an aspect and I didn't I didn't because I was quite young but I do remember touching them for the first time and liking the feel and mm-hmm. I wasn't I was too young to be aroused but I do remember thinking that's quite a nice feel and feeling a little bit jealous that we had to put on rough socks or you know, everything was woolen or horrible materials, whereas this seemed to be a really nice thing. So mm-hmm. over the years, indulging in pornographic material in one aspect or another, you know, stockings were always a big thing. And if you ever saw a girl out wearing them, it, was, it used to be quite a, quite a thrill. And then you end up joining the British military where, as you can see, it's a man's world because they make the women yeah. dress in stockings. Um as opposed to anything else. And <laughs> right. uh, so you worked in a building full of, you know, maybe 20, 30 girls and you caught a glimpse of a, mm-hmm. of a of a top or anything. But as the years have gone on, I've developed a taste for, you know, the pantyhose thing. I like the look of them on over, you know, up to the waist. I like the waistband, all these wee things. Yeah. It's funny. And I, I've heard your shows and you're right, you know, everybody's got a little twist <laughs> on it, but yeah, we're all totally. there. It's, I don't quite know, but I think it's because it's something we, I personally didn't grow up wearing, so there's no, you know, it feels something that's still a bit of a taboo, maybe, but, mm-hmm. um, but enjoy what, the it. the pantyhose thing is taboo? Yeah, to, you know, it's, right. you can wear, I mean, I'm a Scotsman, so I wear a, I wear a kilt, so I wear a skirt, mm-hmm. so I don't have that um, Fear, oh, you mean you, know, you wearing it, right? Yeah, I wear a kilt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I wear. No, but what about the pan- the hose? Did you sort of do that as well? Get into doing mm, that too? No, because okay. I was too scared to ever in the house. Four sisters have ever got caught. I would have been. But it's interesting because you did say like you're like you did sort of say like oh it felt so comfortable and I was like why do we have to wear this and they get to wear that so I'm surprised that you never I guess I, your well, fear I, of getting caught. I put them, put my arm down them or my hands down them, and then rub with the mm-hmm. other hand. So I'd get mm-hmm. that feel, but never the whole over the legs. And I would be scared to rub them, you know. And right. then you, it then just, you get busted. It's interesting to me because I never knew. I didn't know anything about this fetish. I didn't. I wouldn't have never even thought before I started doing my show that it was like that popular, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it turns out it is. It's like one of the most popular, besides the foot thing. Foot fetish is a very big thing too. Yet I don't have a lot of episodes on that. But um, what they, what everyone says, it's like the feel of it, you know. And sometimes it's the feel that you feel it on the woman, and then I think mm-hmm. that that feel thing has gone to the point where the guy likes to feel it on themselves too, you know. Sometimes mm-hmm. it morphs into that. 
So, and that's what's always the most interesting to me that it's about like a, a, a texture thing, you know, and you said the same thing, like that's yeah. really what struck you or stood out about it to you that's right. first, uh, right? Was the, the, how it felt. Yes. And that's it. That's the, um, how, do, how would I put it in real life? You know, you're, you're getting to touch something, you feel things, you taste things. And that's what I remember was that kind of touch and feel and just rubbing it between your fingers and then stealing moments as years have gone on, putting them, putting them up, you know, putting your hand down them and getting a good feel and, and enjoying that feel. And then if you're with somebody who's wearing them, mm-hmm. um, just having my hand on her leg where I might not, you know, if we're driving and she's wearing a skirt and she's got sheer nylons on, I've got mm-hmm. my hand on her leg and yeah. she knows I like it. But if she's just wearing denims, trousers, my hand's on the gear stick or the steering wheel. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's definitely kind of, the pantyhose that you're into. Yeah, definitely. And, and but when, mother- when you're little, like, so like, how does it get connected? Cause like, I think you said with this, right, that it, it was like the you touching them was even before you were able, you weren't a sexual being yet, right? You were that young, yeah, right? So, but yeah. when does it turn in and how do little kids know, the, like, like how does it turn out that that's like something that you start like jerking off to or know oh, that that's like a sexual turn on? Who knows? Maybe it's because... Do you, you remember like taking your sister, do you remember taking like your sister, like were you one of those that would like steal them and then take them in your room and then do stuff with them? <laughs> like, uh, no, no, definitely. I, no, I remember having the moments feeling them, but because there was four of them in my house, in the house and parents, I was never, I, I doubt I would have got the moment to sneak them away. So it was stolen moments. Maybe that was the, the enjoyment, you know, that kind of guilt, yeah. pleasure. That was the enjoyment. And then um, I think over here in particular, you're guided towards stockings as much as anything else. So that would be in the magazines or the newspapers. And that became so you would the just look on. at that. Yes. Right. So that would be the turn on. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And you're kind of conditioned to being that's what's sexy. So you, mm-hmm. I got off on it for years. And then it just kind of went back, I suppose, to what the original buzz was which was the the, the full full nylon outfit you know the, the pantyhose um, right I remember maybe it's also because it was pretty girls wearing them you know sisters not in that way but their friends were pretty I remember having even though I was kind of young I was having a kind of crush on them and my sisters some of, a couple of my sisters were about 8 10 years older so some of these girls could have been 14 15 16 that were coming round to my house and making a fuss of me because I was only six or seven, but yeah, you know, I was, it's stuck in my memory, you know, and as years have gone on, I'm, you feel a lot closer in age when you're kind of 35 to somebody who's 45 than you ever did when you're even 15 to 25. When you're six to 16, right. Yeah. And they see you as a different person altogether. Mm -hmm. And that was a, a, a big turn on as well. So it's all these little connections, I think. Yeah, well, did you ever wind up when you got older, like digging really older chicks? <laughs> did I what, sorry? Did you like wind up liking really older girls? I mean, because uh, like if you're six, right, and you have these six, four, 16-year-olds like checking you out, that like maybe you like would have that, but wait. I'll tell you, I'll tell you the truth. When I was 16, I lost my virginity to a girl that was 24. Oh, really? 
really she was it one uh, of your sister's friends no um, it was just a girl that was used to go to the bar and uh, one of the bars that i went out into or nightclubs or discos as we'd call them mm-hmm. and she seemed to have a, a bit of a thing for me and a couple of my friends and she she was she kind of so took care of us so to speak <laughs> looked after us however How? you want to put it but you mean she had sex with all of you or she was just over the course kidding. of about three months um, she, had, she had sex with all three of us and she was my first my two friends they'd been with somebody else before but she was my first and um, but how did been, that go down did she do you guys separately uh, yes. together okay she, so she, she just like crush. made her rounds <laughs> she had a big crush on one of us yeah and he kind of had maybe about two three weeks of seeing her and then he went away with somebody else so she went with the other one as revenge in a mm-hmm. way yeah uh, and then Eventually, I was kind of always the one kind of chatting away to her, being friendly to her. I didn't yeah. think I stood a, ch- a chance, but next thing we were kind of going out for about five, six weeks. So it wasn't even just a one night thing. It was it was regular weekends and I was um, it was a lot better than somebody my own age and it being a, a big mistake or a fumble or or because it was, uh, it was it was I was very lucky. Let's put it that way. Yeah, so wait, you were 16 and your friends were all 16 and she was 24? Yeah, that's right. That's right. And it's legal over here. I don't know if 16 is legal in America, but it's certainly legal here. I don't think I don't think so. I remember when I was like 15 to 16 around that maybe 15, I dated a 21-year-old and we got like we were we were like banging in the car someplace uh-huh. with my boyfriend, you know, this older guy and a cop yeah, came. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And I think like I'm thinking maybe 16. I don't remember what the age was, but it was like 15 or 16 around there, you know. What is the age by you guys? Where is what is it we're not six- legal? Is 16 legal here? Right, but what about 15? It, it will be happening. It happened when I was 15, not to me, obviously, but certainly to girls I went to school with, the same as you said. Girls yeah. that were 14, 15, they were allowed into the bars here because the guys that were 17, 18, 19, that was the attraction, and they all had cars. Right, but is that illegal, 15, no, where you live? yes, it oh, would okay. be illegal, yeah. It would yeah, be, definitely. right. But yeah, you're like, oh God, but like a 15-year-old girl, like I didn't feel like I was being raped by that guy I dated. I mean, he was like my boyfriend for a couple of no, years, you know? like Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Same so like that there. girl just, like she's 24, you guys are 16, you guys are in a bar. It's not like she's picking you up at the schoolyard, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no. She's not your babysitter, right? right? Just like No, there was nothing. It felt very adult, you know, because we were right, in a exactly. bar over here. Mm-hmm. We can drink at 18, so you're kind of, you're in bars for about as soon as you can get served. So maybe 15, if you're tall enough, the bar kind of they know they'll let you have one or two and move you on yeah. police are kind of happy because they know where you are you're not mm-hmm. in the streets they've just got to manage you getting home and make sure there's no fighting or vandalism right. but more often than not you're you're nipping away with hopefully somebody you've met in the bar right well you were lucky to meet this girl all Very you lucky. and all your friends i mean and she was like your first but like you said it was good because she was like you know, experienced, right? Mm, and then you dated her and you banged her for a while. Did she, did you, like, because I'm assuming at this point, right, you're 15, you know that you have a pantyhose fetish, right? Like, you know this about yourself at this point? Uh, yeah, it's certainly, it's certainly a stockings thing, you know, but then right. uh, it, it manifested itself into that because that was the imagery you saw everywhere. You right. very rarely saw porn with a girl wearing 
pantyhose. There was always the, the nurse, the secretary, the school teacher, or whatever. So they right. always wore stockings. But What's the, the difference between stockings and pantyhose? There's a difference? Uh, stockings are the, like with garters, as you call them, suspender mm-hmm. belts. Whereas over here, pantyhose or tights are... There's, there is oh. that difference. Oh, okay. So when we, you say the the stockings and the suspenders, right? Those the the women they wore the stockings and the suspenders, right? Is what you said. Yes. You, you mean like those are ones that don't go all the way up, right? Yes, They're that's like right. The thigh highs with thigh the highs, thing. but back yeah. in the day when you needed the the garter belt or whatever. I'm trying to think of what the American terminology is. But, but that's what they would wear the girls in that place. Yeah, yeah. In the military, the 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 army, the navy, and the air force women. The the, the 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 officers sold it on the, off the basis of like feminine hygiene to wear that <laughs> instead of pantyhose <laughs> or tights. So let their pussies breathe. Like yes, that's what it was. Absolutely. So the, you can tell, you know, very much a man's world. And yeah, that was that hilarious. Term. I mean, you said that before, but even more so now that I know that that's what they made them wear. Like that's like some hot shit that they're walking around in. Like it's so funny that some guy was able to pass. I mean, and like what guy would say no? You know, that some guy in position of power was like <laughs> definitely into stockings, pantyhose. This was the Spanish, yeah. and he was like, "I have an idea. Let's make all the chicks wear this." <laughs> Everyone was like, "Yeah." Idea. Yes, exactly, exactly. And I'm sure the so girls was, didn't mind wearing it because they probably looked good in it, right? Like they felt good, um, yeah. looked good. Um, I yeah, any, I I only saw the positives in it, and any girl I ever knew, they never complained because it was it's one or the other. They were kind of told to wear skirts, so it made them feel a bit more comfortable, I suppose. Or, but now the girl um, that you dated that liked to get dressed in front of you and that yeah. got that and did it, she was there, right? That's where you met her? Did Was she one of That's them? Right. right. Okay. And then did you tell her about your stocking? Because I know you keep correcting me because I'm saying pantyhose stocking. I'm thinking it's just the same thing, right? But you did she know about your sort of nylon fetish? Yeah. Yeah. And she was she in, she was able. Right. Yeah, because when we were we would be together on a you know in, in an evening, or we'd go away for a weekend. She would take other pairs of stockings and wear a corset, or all these sorts of things. She she knew it really turned me on, and and it turned her on to turn me on, and I did. You know, she, you know, it, I was you know crazy. So sex was great. I was I'm very keen on oral sex. So I would give her you know lots of oral sex. And I enjoyed the the aspect of like lifting the dress up or the skirt up, and should be you know there'd be no just panties, and that would be it. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the hygiene that she learned at the RAS. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <laughs> but wait, how long did you date her for? Around ten months, all in. She Short so she wasn't year, she didn't wind up to be your first wife. Did your first so did your first wife know about the stuff that you're into, and did she get into it with you? Uh, my first wife it was obviously a few years after the I left the Air Force and got married the first time and she was a beautiful woman um, but sex side of it uh, to say that she was adventurous it would mean probably she'd be you'd be leaving the lights on that felt like adventurous <laughs> you know she'd have a drawer of stuff in it but she was but to say on the other hand she was somebody that wore skirts uh pantyhose 
blouses to work. She worked in an office. Um, and sometimes she saw I was getting aroused. But like I said, it, it didn't seem to trigger in her the way that it maybe did with the first wife or even, uh, sorry, the, the girl, that right, first right. partner. Yeah. And now the, the second wife would be a bit more. But um, yeah, she was kind of a bit more straight-laced. Right. First wife material, I think, is the best way to put it. Right. So, so maybe she could tell that you liked it, but she didn't. It. She couldn't sort of connect with it. Like that first girlfriend. She. She like. Yes. She was obviously able to get turned on by the fact that she was turning you on. Right. That was probably a turn yeah. on for her because she saw that uh, you liked it and like. So why not? You know. Do that's it because right. that probably made her feel hot, right? And that's what that's all about. Yes. Your first wife might have been just a little uptight. You know that she couldn't sort of go with it. Yes, absolutely. I think uptight's a, you know, that would be the word for it. Looking back, she was kind of straight, a bit straight-laced. And How long did you stay married we, to her for? We were we were married probably about two and a half years all in. Oh, okay. So that's not that um, long. And it, yeah, it wasn't long. We kind of drifted. It was, it was great and it was everything, but then we just wanted different things. So it happened to, so how long after that did you meet this wife that you're with now? Um, probably about 18 months from the end of the first relation, uh, first marriage to meeting the second one. Right. Probably about 18 months. So I had 18 months of just going mad, of drinking a lot and dating a lot and exploring again, you know, feeling like a teenager, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, and living then, your life yeah, again. Yeah, wife number two and, uh, you know, it was great. It was very sexual, very, you know, very very sexual she was um she wasn't long out of a 10-year relationship so even though she wasn't married she was with somebody longer than i had been yeah uh-huh. um so she was very adventurous well very let me sexual, ask you this with what, she was very sexual right and so did uh-huh. you get in so eventually how did you get into the whole posting pictures of her and everything online and did you have like a big following um what happened was, and I'm not meaning to bring the, the, the story down, I went through a, a, lo- a double loss, and this sounds a bit twisted, actually. Um, I lost a, a parent and a sister in quick succession, and I was very depressed. Oh, God, yeah, that's and, tragic. And um, I remember saying at first, you know, we were trying anything to cheer me up, and I remember suggesting this, not not to go online, but just kind of... But, role play you know um mm-hmm. i would pick out clothes for her to wear and then we we got to the photos now this is before camera phones so it was a, a proper camera uh, with a usb lead and what have you so i would take the photos and i would show the photos to her and mm-hmm. we'd look back at them and she'd say oh i actually look quite nice i look quite good here and um so i suggested i said Flickr was a thing at the time and i thought well i'll start an account and I'll put up a couple of photos and send that link to a forum that was called Stockings HQ. It was a British-based, and you would kind of say, here's a photo of my wife in Stockings, what do mm-hmm. you think? And you would get a bit of feedback, and that slowly grew from there. Um, and then Flickr, I think, went through what Tumblr have gone through there recently in just a bit of a cull. And I went to X-Hamster. Uh-huh. And... Um, Started it again, but again with the original photos. So we did quite a few sets, actually. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the whole, it was always a Sunday night thing. We'd have a bath. We'd shave or we 
wanted to shave. I'd go through, pick out clothes. Um, she'd wear them but again, put them on slowly to get me, get me fired up. And well, let me ask you this: uh, Why didn't you, or why have? Well, I know now she has like body issues and stuff. Because why didn't you create that kind of porn that you were looking for? Right, like because. It, and yeah. put that out there. Would you do that, or was it just strictly pictures of her and like her nylons, or like? It was yes, it was that very much underwear photos, stockings. You should have recreated what you liked, because I yeah, bet you there's and, other people who subscribe to that magazine. I think you were definitely wired that way because of yeah. what you were jerking off to as a young kid, right? Like probably. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm, and that's why. Probably. But what are the odds that there's not like thousands of other people or that saw that same thing? You know what I mean? Or you know, sort of have that same are looking for that same kind of porn. I, you can't be the only one. I think that's what like no. the internet makes us realize can't now. Be. You're not the only can't one be. for anything, right? So it's like you. Too bad you didn't. So when she would start getting dressed up for you for those photo shoots, you didn't sort of click all that and recreate that mm-hmm. for yourself right was there a turn on when you would get these guys sort of engaging and looking at your wife and yes, asking for more she pictures loved it as well Interesting. she enjoyed uh-huh. it she really enjoyed it and it, would, it, was, it was as much my wife saying um have we had any feedback have we had anything we, is there anything being said and then i would say yeah there's been a few comments and or you, you start to get a bit of a, a fan club, you know, there might be the same person each time. Yeah. And they would send messages and and we wouldn't go any further than that. There was never an intention to meet anybody. Right, or but that was enough like that. for, a, but it was fun, right? She like it got yeah, into it. It was like attention. Maybe she had a little bit of an exhibitionist side. Oh, oh um, yes, there was a lot of that when we were first going out. There was a lot of flashing. No way. Like, <laughs> and, when, when, yeah, when she would flash. And, well, um, where we lived initially, one time I told her, you know, we were, we'd forgotten something and she had to run back into the building. And she kind of, I was kind of, oh, where is she, where is she? And I kind of looked out of the car and I looked up to the first floor that we were on and she was just leaning out the window topless waving at me. Now, that was daylight. It was a place we lived, so everybody knew. You know, it wasn't yeah. like we were in a hotel, so somebody could come back the next day and see her walking in and out. But she had no qualms about doing it. Um, another time when we were in the car, uh, we were driving and we were kind of, she was quite turned on and she started masturbating in the car. And actually we got to a bit where we had to drive slower because there was a lot of roadworks going on. Uh-huh. So there was people standing at the side of the road. So I don't know if they ever saw us or not, but she didn't, didn't stop. her off. No, it didn't stop. Uh, you know, it was basically jeans down to her, below her knees and, and masturbating away while we were driving. And there was a lot of that, a lot of things she wanted to do, like outdoor sex that she'd never done. Just little things. And She definitely she, she, has that exhibitionist inside. And how great, because you have that kind of voyeur side, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I enjoyed it. There was never, I was never going to be cover yourself up or put your jeans back on or anything. I, I was just worried I was going to crash the car, I think, as much as anything else. Right. And when it came down to the putting those pictures of her up online, like it wasn't like you felt like, oh, you don't want any other guy to see her. You know, that's your girl. You didn't have that kind of vibe, right? And she liked it. So, I mean, you guys were like the perfect match, right? Because you both yeah. 
were into what was going on. I mean, listen, some wives would do that for their guy, right? And maybe they wouldn't think twice about it, but it wasn't wouldn't be a turn on, right? I mean, you were both mm. being turned on by that very, situation, very which is really great. Uh. Too bad you can't get her to the gym or make her feel better about her body. <laughs> Uh, so I that don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just if it's just the age now. All of a sudden, she thinks she's older and she shouldn't be doing that. But I've I found that my forties have been a strange decade, and I'm turning fifty. I'm actually going to be fifty at the end of the year. Uh-huh. And there's me calling you here just now. I maybe wouldn't have done that two three years ago. Right. But I feel I'm going into my fifties. I actually feel quite good for my age. I'm in good. I'm not. I'm not a keep fit fanatic, but I'm actually a lot slimmer than a lot of guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are my age and what I thought I would be when I got to fifty. So I'm, I'm actually a wee bit body confident with it. Right. So um, you feel you're feeling good going into your fifties. Yeah, absolutely. I feel uh, absolutely ready and. And you read a lot about how people in their fifties. It seems to be their the naughty decade now for a lot of people. What do you maybe mean? Come out of long term. Well, the, what, worked, what, did you, what I, word did you use? Naughty. Naughty. Yeah. Uh, what I mean. Naughty in what way? Maybe you use it differently. Sexually, se- sexually. Sexually way. Oh, yeah, interesting. Is that I, what people say? I well, I were I did a training course, mm-hmm. and the guy doing the training, the training was in his early fifties, and he, he was. You could see, like I was twenty years younger, but he spoke to me like he was my age. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing this weekend? Oh, yeah. And he was desperate for you to ask. So, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> so he'd say, "Oh, well, I've split up with a wife. I'm now reengaged with a girl I used to know when I was in my twenties, and we're meeting up." And he says, "Oh, you want to see what goes on? Uh, I never thought I'd get these days back. You know, I, I would never go through these things again. I thought I'd be married." To the same woman until we both died. Yeah. But he says, I, f- I feel young and alive again, and we're meeting up, and it's hotel rooms, and it's drinks, and it's all these sorts of things. And then it became this kind of statistic over that we read over here that out with the teenagers, the highest rate of STI, sexually yeah. transmitted, was for people in their 50s. Oh, yeah. I've heard it's even like in in the States, it's supposedly super high in old age homes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm really serious. There's some place in Florida where like all the people in the senior citizens thing, they have like that. I heard this whole story. They have um their way, their tell is like they leave the garage open and then they know <sighs> that that person wants to have sex. And there's supposedly like massive STDs, you know, running rampant through this old age home because everyone's like fucking like crazy. Like, what do they have to lose? Right, no more condoms, no more. Who cares? No one's using. Exactly. <laughs> this is like exactly. using more free. So they they found that it's like in the fifties, people are starting to do that. Where you're yeah. like, well, that's what they were talking about. It's interesting. Very much. There's a lot of divorce rate over here, which right. never really happened twenty twenty five years ago. It's right. It's more common. A lot of people are married two, three times, and mm-hmm. it's not the thing it was. And people are. Um, you but know, you have to have that within your marriage, right? Yes, like you want to have that absolutely. within your marriage, right? So how mm-hmm. do you do that? I think it would be so great if you could get your, cause like obviously she's an exhibitionist, right? She just has to get mm-hmm. past 
this body image thing or this coming into her own and being older thing and figure out how she could be sexy as this person that she is. Maybe she feels different, whatever, you know, she, that would be a call I'd have to talk to her about. But like, because if you could get her past that and get her back into it, if you, I really think you need to create those pictures of what turned you on that reverse sort of dressing scenario Mm -hmm. that you think is really hot i think i think you could get people into it that didn't even know they were into it because i could understand how that could be sort of a hot thing right and i think you need if you could get your wife to maybe engage in that right Mm -hmm. uh it maybe if you could do it even before she feels better but like maybe that would help her feel hot again i think so do you know what i mean i think so yeah absolutely i think Doing something like this is with you just now is a little bit like when I took the first photographs and put them online. It was a you're, you're crossing a line, not yeah. in a bad way, but you know what I mean. You're making that first step, yeah. And I mean, and then you can just go back and then you're, you're energized and mm-hmm. it, it sets you off in a different. Right. Like, so it's like maybe you making this call is because you want to sort of like revive yourself going into 50, right? And have like get back to that place of that amazing sex that you had with your wife. It's hard for a woman in her late 40s, right? Like how old's your wife? Like, do you know if she's going through like perimenopause or any of that shit? Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. How it flushes, feels bad. And all these things make her feel worse about herself than yeah and previously it, yeah and it takes away your sex drive too a little bit like mm-hmm. it's hard but i think that when she crosses o- like it crosses over into full menopause like supposedly it's supposed to be better i don't know i'm not there yet but i know that that's a <laughs> problem around that age right but i think because i've heard this on podcast there was a great podcast uh with a sex therapist that i heard i think it was on a goop gwyneth paltrow's and it was really mm-hmm. interesting about how like women you know, uh, the sex therapist was just talking about how like they should, um, you know, you want to hold on to that sexual sort of being in yourself, like as much as possible. Right. And almost like force yourself to stay connected to that because the longer you go sort of detached from it, the harder it is to ever get back. Right. And you don't want to lose that. Right. And, um, and this is the time when women's are in their late forties and fifties where that could, that could happen right and i think maybe you could re-stimulate her by maybe just taking those pictures and say it's just for you right like that's what Mm -hmm. you're into right and then Mm -hmm. maybe that would make her sort of start to feel something in herself and then maybe you could be like like maybe it would be hot if we post them online like maybe you could ignite that in her again yeah I think so. I think so. I think it's it's there. I know she's um, still a sexual woman, sexy woman. She's you know she, but um, I think you know just needs to. Does she know about right? But does she know about that turn on? I think I asked you this before, and she doesn't, right? Yeah, she does. But she's. uh, It used to be, you know, she would maybe indulge it more you know years back but right now she's so just getting now. dressed and whatever right yeah and she's not somebody for for she'll, she'll wear trousers to work you know pants and you know and a shirt or sun shoes and she's out the door you know and so she's not clearly not getting dressed for me it's just right but can you, her in the office. right but like do you Selfish guys man. like when you do you guys have still have sex like is that something uh, very irregularly very she'll, irregularly she'll, 
yeah, she'll go to bed early and I'm awake and and it's that kind of hour that you lose, you know, every night. Right. Mm -hmm. And it just and that's where you should be. I should be going to bed as well. But you just end up going, no, or she's just like, I'm going to bed, I'm going to sleep. And you, you take that as the as the warning or the or the that's the decision made for the night. Uh, yeah. Don't go away enough either. Which yeah, that's would help. Yeah, no, that's hard. But maybe if you just said to her, like, listen, like maybe, you, you know, could I just take pictures for my own thing? Like, mm. I, I get that maybe you're not into it. You know, like it just say it, it's for you to sort of use to pleasure yourself or whatever. Right. And then uh, maybe uh, you could, you know, she'll do that for you because she's your wife and she's understanding. Right. Like maybe and you could just set it up more like a role playing thing. Not when, you know, and say, can I just be there when you come out of the shower when you're getting, you know. And then <laughs> you could make it look and then maybe you could show it back to her. And if you really explain how you see it and how it turns you on, like maybe that could sort of do something for her. And then maybe you could bring up bringing, putting it online. And maybe if she could connect back to that little exhibitionist in her, it yeah, could give yeah. her some feeling down there. It's hard as a woman who's I'm just turned 50, like I'm going through perimenopause and it is. I find that I have to always engage and like if there's a a sexting that starts off with me with this guy like I have to force myself to do it and if I as much as I, as long as I do I could it, it, it will get me turned on right but it's a really it, my always the first reaction is to be like no thanks not interested do you know what I mean yeah <laughs> but if yeah, I force absolutely. myself to engage it can be stimulated and I think that that's the thing that you're supposed to do right to keep it sort of going but I think you could help your wife by just asking for even if it's just like a one-time photo like just start with trying to get one time that she could allow you to take some pictures and you could create that kind of reverse dressing experience in mm -hmm. photos and then get them sort of printed out and kind of show her and walk her through it and then maybe say oh can we put this online and I think I want to see if this turns other guys on like I'm curious mm -hmm. to see if other people have my same fetish like because this is like this thing you know which let me ask you this would you uh would you allow her to listen to this podcast no um maybe maybe um i i don't know it's again it's you'll listen to it step, first it? yeah this i'll is, listen to it first yeah it's going to be very interesting when you hear your story as a third person right it's going to be the, even the worst the worst thing is she's a she can be a she's very jealous of me being married before she doesn't like that well um, all you said was that wife was uptight and the sex was terrible yes exactly so it she was... knows all that but yeah. <laughs> she just i don't know if that's uh, she just sometimes doesn't like talking hearing about my first wife regardless of what the topic is right i get somewhere it. then we can't go again because i've been there with wife number one uh, so that, okay. that, that would be as much a problem as anything else but the sexual side of it she knows she's She's the queen of everything, so. Yeah, you got to get that back, I think, you know. Yeah. I Listen, if you allow her to listen to this, if you decide, you're going to, li you listen to it first, right? And then you could we'll feel do. it out whether, what you should do. But, you know, I would love to talk to a woman, woman to woman, about this whole topic of what's happening with her. I get a lot of guys that call in and they talk about what's happening to their wives, right? And I understand it because I'm a woman at that age going through it as well. And for me, it's not an option to lose 
uh, that whole part of myself, my sexual being part. You know what I mean? Like I want to stay sexy and keep my keep that connected. You know, and I just I do a lot of research. I listen to a lot of things to just to try to figure out how to make that work. So I would just. I wish I could talk. I don't, I've never had a woman. Maybe someone else is going to be listening to this and they're going to call in, but I would love to have, Mm -hmm. to talk to the woman on the other side, right? I'm always talking to the guys and they're complaining, not so much complaining, but just talking about the dilemma that happens at this age, you know, that I would love to talk to a woman about it, woman to woman as someone who understands and is at that same place. Right. So Uh because that's a common thing, you know, for women and it's just like, you know, you're a guy, I'm assuming I've never asked you yet if you're monogamous, but I'm assuming you are, right? And Yes, yes. And, and like you said, you're calling into this show is like a thing. It's like a, it signifies a, a, a something in you that's crossing a line, right? And it's a part of you that wants to go in a certain direction. And, mm-hmm. th- and that direction is you want to be more sexual, right? And Yeah, right? no, definitely. There's also a part of me wanting to find out if there's anybody else out there Who's got my thing? And is there a name for it? Because I, I like the I reverse said, I dressing thing. Yeah, right. And the watching. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, but, let me tell you, there's a Reddit page. This is what you should do too after this podcast. There's a Reddit page. It's like Let's Talk SA Podcast. I think is the Reddit page, and they a lot of people who are on the show. Uh, because people go on there and comment and, and talk. And so a lot of people who are on the show go on there when their episode is posted and then they start talking to people who write in. So you should ah. definitely go there after. And I'll put this in the episode in the beginning in the intro because some people don't listen all the way to the end. But I'll in the intro will say, like, listen to this guy's fetish. And if you have it, he's definitely looking to see if other people have the same thing, Right. And mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. and if there's a name for it and whatever, and let's get a conversation going about it, right? And I'll Lovely. direct people to that Reddit page and get it started. Because maybe if it's not your wife that you get into it, maybe you find a little community of other guys and you figure out a way to keep it there, you know, right? Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. Yeah, so, so you don't know. So I'll do, like I said, um, I'll put that on the episode in the beginning in the intro, Right. And then uh, go yeah. to that. Make sure I'll send you a link when I email you of uh, the Reddit page to go to. And then maybe you'll have a couple guys chiming in and you could talk to them and you could and you could see what it's all about. Fantastic. Thank okay. you very much. But listen back to this. But when you listen back to this, let me know what you think. Let me know if your wife winds up um, listening to it. And uh, if I get any emails from guys um, that are into this, too, and want to chat with you, I will forward them on to you. Is that cool? Thank you. Yeah, that's perfect, Catherine. Thank you very much. All right, cool. Bob, what are we calling? What do we call it? Don. Well, Don, do you have Don. a fake email address that you would give out that people could di- directly email you? Uh, no. Or no? Okay. I can give you the, the ex-hamster page. Oh, yes. Yes, please. Um, it's all one word. Scott's Highland. S-C-O-T-S-H-I-G-H-L-A-N-D. Scott's Highland. Mm-hmm. And that's where where they could find all your pictures and stuff that you put up yeah, before. Yeah, I mean, I've got favorite videos and things like that. You know, things I found online. But um, but they could also see the pictures that photos, you and your wife did, yeah, right? The photos and galleries are there. So oh, that's cool. I'll now, could the they con- Yes, yeah, send me the link. Did they, could they contact you through there or no? Yeah, yeah. There's you, you have to be a friend, and then you can just message, or you can just leave a message on the like a wall. Everybody's got a wall, so you can without okay, even cool. becoming a friend, you can put a message there. I've actually put a message up on that asking about this reverse dressing. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. anybody else into it? But I've not had any replies. 
Yeah, that's hard for people to find it. I think you'll get more replies this way. So if you yeah. want to, like, you could either email me at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com and I'll forward your email on to Don or go to his uh, hamster, ex-hamster page and it's Scott's Highland, right? And post, yeah. make him his your friend if you want to email him and you could get in contact with him there. Or, and also go to the Reddit page and I'll say all this in the intro too. So um, Fantastic. Okay, cool. Thanks so much for calling in. I hope you get in a conversation with some more people or maybe with your wife. Yes, absolutely. One or the you other will be good. Bye. Thanks Thank for you. calling in. Bye. Bye-bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.